a little bit of a throwback episode for us today. When we first started this show, I feel like, I don't know, the first like 50 or 60 episodes that we filmed, we were filming at like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and here we are at 10, running it back. Yeah, you're totally right. Back in college, we were we were recording late. Oh yeah. Yeah, and our shows were long too. Like we had we had a couple of shows that pushed like one like an hour and a half. Yeah, I think we're going to do that today. We got a lot to talk about. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, we I mean we got we got a couple things on the on the docket today. We got power rankings that we have to go through, our power rankings. Uh, the NFL Top 100 list came out, which was very interesting. Um, yeah, I think they, there's not there's still the top ten yes. left to be announced. Yes, we can at least take a peek at it because um, there's still plenty to discuss between like eleven and like thirty, and even a couple a couple names a little bit higher up on the list that I know people had some problem with. Um, and then we got a, some no context list that we got to throw in there. So we got we got a lot of lists today, <laughs> a lot of lists. <laughs> yeah, yep. A show full of lists. So with that being said, uh, what do you want to start with? Do you want to go no context? You want to go power ranking or top one hundred? What are you thinking? Uh, let's go no context. Let's go no context. All right, uh, you went first last time, um, so I'll go first this time. I will say in advance, um, and we had mentioned this last week. That not every single list that we're going to do is going to be sports-related. Sam and I both really like watching movies, and uh, we got plenty of opinions on TV shows and stuff like that. So I went just for just for fun. I went uh, a movie route for my no-context okay. list. Um, so for those of you listening and playing along, um, if you did not listen to last week's episode, just to refresh her on what, a, what our no-context lists are usually um when lists get revealed on shows they tell you what list they're gonna read off and then they you know read off one through five one through ten what whatever it is the way that we're going about doing this for uh you know our game is that we're gonna read the list but not tell you what the list is and the goal of the game is just to try to maybe speculate as to what the list title is it may be impossible to guess on some of the lists, but that's kind of what makes it fun from the standpoint of it's just going to be interesting to see what people come up with based on um, the answers that they hear. Um, So without further ado, um, mine is in the movie realm. I'll tell you right now, like I said, it's not in the TV realm, but the the cinema. Um, Okay. I got to like wrap my head around this. I got to change my whole thought process here. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I will start from the bottom of the list. So this is a top five list. It is subjective. Um, so I will start from the from the bottom. I'll start at five. So here we go. Okay. No country for old men. Okay. All right. Number four. Infinity War. Okay, okay, I have an idea of what this is. It's tough because I have never actually seen No Country for Old Men. Oh, that's a crime. That's I know. a crime. I, um, once we're done with this in about an hour, I'll, I'll boot it up and I'll there start you watching go. it. There you go. Good good movie to watch right before bed. Um, <laughs> I curl next to Jenna. I'm so scared. I know. <laughs> the Batman um, is coming. Uh, number three, Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Silence of the Lambs. Number two, The Usual Suspects. The Usual Suspects. And number one, Seven. So, mm-hmm. you have No Country for Old Men, Infinity War, Silence of the Lambs, Usual Suspect, and Seven. Or The mm-hmm. Usual Suspects. There's a couple different routes. Um, tough again. I have not seen uh, the Usual Suspects. Um, I do know that the villain of that movie is very prevalent. So there's a couple different routes that I think that the, that this can go. Either it's like, oh, you're a list of movies with really good villains in it. Maybe like your favorite villains. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe it's a list of the villain is the main character in that movie um or what i think it is and what my guess is gonna be wow that came from the depths i yeah i tried to subdue it as much as i could (laughs) (laughs) i covered the mic but (laughs) um i think it's movies where the villain wins at the end ding 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 yeah i was pulling i had to do a uh I had to do a quick list because I just got home and I was scanning through our our, our catalog that we have right here, and that was yeah. my favorite one. And I, there were a couple movies that I that I excluded off of this, and for me, I, I listed it in order of, um, you know, my favorite uh, movies. And I put No Country for Old Men at five. I actually just recently rewatched that movie, and as much as I loved the movie. Um, I actually, I actually dis, I actually disliked it more than I did the first time that I watched it. Um, and like, I loved it the first time and don't get me wrong. I loved it as well. The villain in that movie is amazing. One of the best like villain performances you'll ever see. Um, but the ending was much slower and, um, than I remembered. And I, I don't know. It didn't sit well with me watching it again, and I I kind of knocked it down a little bit. And then we all know the famous ending in Infinity War, um, the Silence of the Lambs again. One of the best villain performances you'll ever see. The usual suspect might the usual suspects might have the best twist at the end of a movie I've ever seen. Um, and then Seven just has a special place in my heart. Um, it's just one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm gonna, I'll tell you right now, I have another movie list coming next week. Um, and there was a, I was going to put a specific movie on that list, on this list. Um, mm-hmm. But I elected to keep it off because I figured it would actually be better for next week's list. But yeah, the five best movies where the villain wins. So if you guys like good villain um, movies, I suggest watching all five of those because you're going to have a tough time finding better movies than those five. Um, so. Hopefully, I, I see that you're you're on the um, the spreadsheet for ideas. Mm-hmm. Get off of that really quickly, or else you've seen what I'm going to do. Oh, I've only I've only done a little scan. I haven't gone too deep into that list. Okay. So, so in get staying with the theme um i'm i'm keeping it in sports um, let's do it big news came out uh pretty close to my heart oregon and uw are now joining the big mm. 10 following ucla and usc um so i'm going along that lines here of what i did that last time and now my my uh my draft here i'm going to start at the top Okay, let's start with one. Um, one ayahuasca trip, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, two is going to be Andrew Luck. Okay, quarterbacks. Yeah, you might think quarterbacks that start with A, right? Start with yeah. first letter A. <laughs> Quarter, best quarterbacks to start with A. So let, me, let me throw you off here. Justin Herbert. Okay. I'm going to go – I'm going to go to Forrest – Buckner, that number four spot. Okay. And I'm going to go Keenan Allen at number five. Keenan Allen. Um, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, obviously has to do um, with – definitely not an NFL list. It's definitely um, a college list. Um I see the thing is for me um and I'm trying to look it up right now um I don't know where all of these um where all of these teams what divisions they're in but my guess at least just off the top of my head are you listing cuz I know what division Oregon's in I think I know what division Cal is in um so I might get roasted here if I guess wrong, but um, are you listing the best players to come out of? Oh, and Oregon too. Okay, I feel better about this. Is it the best players to come out of the Pac-12? The ding, ding, ding. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was really quickly. I couldn't think of um, 
because a lot of them are current players. I couldn't think of off the top of my head very many past players. So I think I'm going to leave that for a list to do later, like a draft that we can do later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to get former players in there. But yeah, just really quickly, wanted to do something for the uh, the pack two at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was definitely a, a list relevant to what's going on right now. Um, with all of the teams just <laughs> abandoning the Pac-12, <laughs> and, and kind of quick side note, how it's really hard to rank Andrew Luck. Oh, I know, because you put his like what four or five years when he wasn't injured um, against anyone, and I think he's like that Josh Allen mold. I think Justin Herbert has the opportunity to get to overtake him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think we're sleeping on Andrew Luck a little bit. Yeah, Andrew Luck was a monster. He was a monster when he played, and it's such a shame that he would. I mean, good for him that he walked away and felt comfortable doing so. But yeah, it was that was a shame when <laughs> when we lost uh, we lost Andrew Luck because he was he was so much fun to watch. And I could have just did quarterbacks. I could have did Mariota and uh, Jared Goff. True. <laughs> True, but yeah, I think at that point you'd be, because if you're putting Mariota ahead of Goff, then you're putting their college career as like what necessarily defined them as the best player. So you're not taking into account their NFL career. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't put them in that order. I was just saying, including them, I and you can include Gardner Minshew in there from from Wazoo. Mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew, Minshew yeah. mania. The Pac-12 is no more. Yeah. The the Pac-4? The Pac-2 now? Mm-hmm. Oh, my lordy. Yeah, no, I, we'll have to wait, I think, maybe a little bit. I think maybe we should try to bring Dom on for that. I would love to get his thoughts on that. Um, because, And we'll maybe kind of wait until uh, that plays out a little bit more to see where the dust settles on that because, yeah, that was <laughs> that was interesting today. It was like, oh, they're gone. Oh look, another school's gone. Oh, <laughs> oh, they're all gone. <laughs> like, and they just seemed like they kept coming. So I wonder if there's just if there's more to come. Yeah, they were just waiting for the domino fall. I'm I'm curious to see what divisions are going to look like in the Big Ten. Because mm-hmm. um, I think you just have to. It has to be Oregon, Washington, UCLA, USC. Like they have to all be together in the same division, just for right. scheduling and. Um, just logistically, but mm-hmm. if you can have Oregon versus Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, every single year, Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska. I mean, there is just the matchups within the Big Ten going forward is going to be insane. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard a lot of people talk about how they just that college football is really just kind of turning into a professional league at this point like like the ncaa is like lost control <laughs> over, <laughs> over all of this um and they're just they're just running rampant right now like they just don't have any control over these schools or how much the, you know people are getting paid and all that stuff and it's just i mean they're kind of right like it's it's kind of turned into just the nfl a little bit um, from that standpoint, but yeah, I, I would love to bring Dom on and have a like a deep dive into that because his insight to that would be would be really interesting. Um, so we'll wait to see where the dust settles on that. Uh, but in the meantime, um, another list right now um, oh. is cu- is currently being formed. My first um, list. <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell me about it um and that is the nfl top 100 list and like sam said at the beginning of the show it's not complete yet but that doesn't mean there isn't interesting things to talk about uh and i have a couple sort of that i want to that i want to talk about sam i don't know if you have the list in front of you right now i do I'm just pulling it up um so one of the one of the first things that sticks out to me so let me ask you who do you think right now, who would you pick to start your team with? Uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin mm. Fields? Um, oh, for me, I think it's Trevor Lawrence. 
based off the season last year. All right. Well, the NFL top 100 list does not agree with you. They have Trevor Lawrence placed at 96 and mm-hmm. Justin Fields at 86. And I thought that was really interesting because I feel like Trevor Lawrence is everybody's darling heading into the season right now. There's so many people picking the Jaguars to go really far. There's so many people picking Trevor Lawrence to be a dark horse MVP candidate. And I've heard a lot of analysts say, hey, this is kind of like a prove it year for Justin Fields. And I just found it really interesting that Fields was ranked 86 and Lawrence was 96. That stuck out to me immediately early on in the list. So we do have to preface this by saying the top 100 list is voted on solely by the players mm-hmm. within the NFL PA. So not media, not coaches, not executives, just purely players. And it's interesting to see like sort of that mindset of why Trevor Lawrence coming off of a 4,000 yard passing year, um, only eight interceptions, had a 95 passer rating, led the Jaguars to the playoffs in his second year. Why he's not sort of getting that love that Justin Fields is getting. Well, to add to that, speaking of not getting love, Lamar Jackson got ranked as the 72nd best player in the NFL, which I think is noteworthy because only five spots behind him is Geno Smith. (laughs) Hey, Geno Smith had a great year, though. I know Geno Smith had a great year, but nobody would pick Geno Smith over Lamar Jackson. And I feel like there are plenty of players or plenty of – like Lamar Jackson being 72, and again, I know this is voted on by the players, but holy smokes, that's low for him, I feel like. Yeah, I'm I'm confused. There's just a lot of things that go into play. Like, how do you compare defensive players to offensive players? Like, I think the biggest thing, just looking at Trevor Lawrence at 96, immediately ahead of him is Jamal Williams at 95, the running back uh, now with New Orleans, recently played with Detroit, and he split time with DeAndre Swift. Like, I don't get practically a backup running back last season who did rush for a thousand yards for Detroit, but Detroit didn't make the playoffs last year. Um, How does he get put in front of a QB? That's the face of a franchise. That's just so interesting to me. And I don't know. I don't think there's a clear way to really juggle comparing these players in different positions, but I think it's just, it's interesting how they've, how some players have waited guys in their minds Mm -hmm. well to add to that if we're just sticking with quarterbacks Kirk Cousins is 42 what do you think that's too too high too low well I think well I think if you're gonna have Lamar Jackson at 72 then Kirk Cousins should be above that (laughs) (laughs) not look and I'm I have said multiple times on this show that I'm a hundred percent a Kirk Cousins fan i think he gets way too much hate but he ain't better than lamar jackson i'm sorry <laughs> so yeah this is the thing i don't i think there's so many there's so much like penalization for guys having injury ridden seasons like cooper yeah. cup cooper cup at 47 i think like the dude broke every single major wide receiver category I know. last season or the year before. And then his quarterback gets injured, he gets injured, and yeah, he has a down year. But I don't think like there's one thing yeah. to say he played every game and his numbers were down. I think that's way more telling than oh yeah, he got injured. Um, he had an ankle injury in week nine. And that's mm. why his numbers like these are clearly clearly things that show he was why his numbers were down from a year ago. So I think that's it's just it, it, the same with Lamar. Like, he yeah. just missed time. That's why his numbers were down. Um, I think the kind of the theme of this offseason is the running back situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the order of the running backs, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, um, so to that effect, you have Nick Chubb at 29. 
Derrick mm-hmm. Henry at 25 and Austin Eckler at 21. I yeah. Look, I like Austin Eckler, but I don't know. Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb not in front. That that I don't know, man. Derrick Henry might be the best running back in the league and Nick Chubb <laughs> I mean, you, you're splitting. I think you're splitting hairs when you get down to like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, you know Saquon, Eckler. You you start to split McCaffrey. You start to split hairs with those guys. But, um, and you know Austin Eckler. Well, no, I can't even make that argument because I was going to say like I feel like for a lot of people Austin Eckler might be elevated because of fantasy, but the players voted on this, so that's not. I don't think that's even coming into account at all here. You got to give him his credit; he gets in the end zone. Yes, he does. I mean, he he finds ways to get in the end zone at a super high volume. It's just it's odd that I I would have thought that a player like Nick Chubb would garner a little bit more, I don't know, respect from yeah. the other players because of what he's doing, um, sort of like the gritty like gritty way of fighting for every yard. Um, like the amount of volume that he had wasn't super high. Like the amount of touches he was getting wasn't as high as um, some other guys. And still the numbers he was putting up were, was phenomenal. I think – to have Eckler is he the highest? I think he's the highest running back, right? No, Jacobs is um, at twelve right now. Yeah, I just think to have Eckler, Saquon, um, uh, the Chubb, I'm fine with, but those guys in front of McCaffrey, I think, is really yeah. shocking to me. Yeah, but McCaffrey's think... at thirty-five and Saquon's at thirty-one. I think McCaffrey should easily be a top 15 impact player in the NFL. Well, okay, so the running backs thing is puzzling, but another one that stuck out to me was uh, Jamar Chase is 39th on this list, but Mm CeeDee Lamb is 34th. And I don't know about you, but Jamar Chase, (laughs) I mean – Jamar Chase is on a short list of the best wide receivers in the league, and I'm not saying that C.D. Lamb isn't, um, but I think if you were putting together a top five list, I think Jamar Chase is on it, and I think you could leave C.D. Lamb off of it. For just the wide receiver position? For just the wide receiver position. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I, like, what? how would you – were C.D. Lamb's numbers better? Last season, I don't even think so. I'll pull him up. Jamar Chase has been doing it a little longer. Um, yeah, because they came in the same draft class, but I think Jamar Chase had like a bigger impact initially. They're both he went, he in, went crazy. They're both in. If anything, Ceedee Lamb has more volume than Jamar Chase has because Jamar Chase is sharing with uh, T Higgins. Um, Joe Mixon seam yards out of the backfield um, and Gallup missed a lot of time for the uh, Dallas last season you had gosh I can't even think of their tight end at this but like CeeDee Lamb was the guy that was getting the ball every other play right and yeah he's phenomenal but I just don't think you can compare what Jamar Chase does in big games, the crazy explosive games. He's going to go for 200 plus yards, two touchdowns. And it's just like, that could be before half. Like there's only a couple guys in this league that can do that. So last year, CD lamb had more catches and more yards. They had the same amount of touchdowns. Um, Jamar's best season uh, it looks yeah. Jamar's best season um, was better than uh, any of CD's um, seasons. Yeah, I mean CD did have a better year last year, but I I don't know, man. Like again, I don't I 
I think if you looked up a list of the best wide receivers in the league, I think you're pulling up Justin Jefferson. I think you're pulling up Devontae. You're talking about Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cup. Um, like you're getting you're getting there, and then you start to look a little bit like. <laughs> and I hate to go. I hate to go to fantasy on this, but like, CD Lamb. I feel like it's like your 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 second wide receiver that you take that you take, you know, um, not not your number one pick. Like, uh, could was, you make? Like, he was could, my second wide receiver pick last year. Like, like who would you rather have, Mike Evans or CD Lamb? Oh, I'd rather have CD Lamb at this point. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. What about Amon Ron St. Brown? Um, they're both kind of similar to me. Like they're both volume guys. Um, that they, they, like, they just get, they get open a lot and they're available a lot. Yeah. St. Brown had 106 catches last year, 1100 yards. Yeah. Like I, I'm fine with them that low. Like I just, I think it's tough to really value that wide receiver position. I just feel like guys around the league would respect the big plays. Like Jamar Chase has so many, have so many of those like highlight plays that just jump off mm-hmm. the TV that it's like, it's weird that guys that might be in the NFC that don't really get a chance to watch a lot of AFC plays like, well, yeah, they'd still see Jamar Chase jump off the screen it, or Highlights come on in Sports Center, NFL Network, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, Jamar Chase is is that guy, yeah, right. So it's odd that he's not getting that respect there. And if we're going to be honest, Cooper Cup's better than both of them, and he's ranked below <laughs> yeah. type thing. So it's just it's really weird to me. I think it's it's a lot of um, like short term ranking to me. Yeah, and I also want to make the hot take that the Raiders have more players ranked on this list than they will have wins this season. Um, How many do they have? Well, they have three people in the top 20. (laughs) Ooh. They have Crosby, Devontae, and Josh. Um, Not our coach, our running back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... Is there anybody? I'm trying. I'm scrolling through, and I'm trying to see if I think anybody got really shortchanged. I think Zach Martin got shortchanged. Um, he's at 68. That's crap. Um, like that's really bad. Um, yeah, I, I noticed that today when we were looking at because it, it was like, oh, he's one of the 90, Madden 99 guys, but then <laughs> yeah. he's 68. Um, I yeah, I think. Honestly, I think more than anybody. I think he he got it the worst. Having Zach Martin at 68 is just absolutely horrible. And I think the person who got the biggest amount of respect is actually Sauce Gardner. For only being in the league for once, for one season, he's at 23. I mean, that's that's insane for somebody who has only played one season to have that big of an impact. Yeah, I wish we could filter it out by like defensive players to see how he ranks. Uh, in terms of all the other defensive players, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Th- uh, how many are? I'm. I'm just counting how many people right now are in front of him because all we have is the. Uh, we don't have the top ten, and there's only one, two, three, four, five, six defensive players ahead of him right now. Which is crazy. I mean, like again, to be in the league for one season and to had the players vote you as a top 25 player that's I mean that's awesome for him that's also just really um surprising I guess not saying he doesn't deserve the spot but I just I'm surprised that the players voted him that high like he really must have (laughs) really made an impact on uh, on a lot of people yeah I mean he's is he the is he voted as the best corner uh, on this list right now, there are no corners in front of him. Yeah, the closest it's... one is Jair Alexander from the Packers, and he's at twenty six. So he's, yeah, right yeah. behind him. But has Darius Slay been 
there's no way Darius Slay's a top ten mm. NFL player. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That would, um, yeah, that would be really high for Darius Slay, actually. But and we don't have to spend too much longer on this list. But I think there's just a lot of interesting things. Like it's it's interesting to see what the players were thinking. Like T.J. Watt is 27, and that also was very surprising. I have the I have last year's list. He was ranked six last year, mm-hmm. um, and also Cooper Cup was ranked fourth. <laughs> yep. Um, Aaron Donald was ranked third. Aaron Donald's 11 on uh, the new list. That was wow. um, very interesting. So he got bumped out of the top 10. Um, trying to look. Jamar Chase was 24 last year. Um, so Rogers he dropped was, big time. Rogers was third. Mm. Ironically, Zach Martin was 68 last year as well. <laughs> That's crazy. Madden rating, baby. I know. Give it to him. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Micah Parsons was 16 last year, so he definitely moved up. Uh, where's Where's Hertz? Hertz has got to be. T- he's going to be in the top 10. Tyree Kill is not on this list yet, so he's going to be top 10. Do you think Jalen Hurts is better than Lamar Jackson? Probably, probably, but it, it would be, I mean, again, you're just splitting hairs. I think at this point, I think you'd take Jalen Hurts' arm over Lamar, but I think you'd take Lamar's running over Jalen. So it's like, uh, I think you side with the guy who's got the stellar running ability, but, you know, has the better arm. So, but that's not. To, but it's not like Lamar Jackson is a crappy passer or anything. Like Lamar Jackson is an excellent passer. Um, but I mean, if you watched Jalen Hurts last year, I mean, he was throwing passes that didn't look like they should be thrown, and he was just putting them right on a dot, um, yeah, drop, dropping them in the chimney. Yeah, he was on another level last year. So I think you side with the guy who's got a little bit of a better arm. But Lamar Jackson is unquestionably a better runner. So. Um, I don't know. This season might might change that opinion um, with the offensive coordinator, coordinator change and adding Odell uh, and Zay Flowers. So that might change. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's always interesting looking at these lists. Uh, these lists I find much much more interesting than lists voted on by the media. I'd like to see what the players think. Just that to me feels like maybe what the true ranking should be, you know? Um, I don't know. I think there's some inherent biases uh, between, because I think this could be like a popularity contest almost. Like you're ma- it's voted uh, on by your peers. Yeah, but I it's also anonymous though. So like you're not hurting anybody's feelings. <laughs> Yeah, and I know that other players aren't necessarily watching film on every other player, like maybe the media would be, Um, but they are playing against each other. So, I mean, the film can tell you one thing; being down on the field can tell you another thing. I don't know. I I typically tend to side with the players on that, but um, either way, serves. uh, You know, it's awesome for. For show content, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, I don't know about Max Crosby being ahead of George Kittle. Oh, okay, okay. Let's just let's. Hey, hold you on got there. a couple Niners in there. Yeah, Fred Warner, Trent Williams, George Warner Kittle definitely deserves to be up there. You think Devontae should be that high? I do. Yeah, I mean, um, I I don't think he's a top ten. But he's definitely, I think he's top 15 for sure. But not top 10. Not top 10. Um, wow, he had 1,500 receiving yards last season. 
Yes, he did. You know what I'm you know what I like though? I like that the players got this right. AJ Brown is twenty two and uh Terry McLaurin is ninety four. So th- come on, Madden. Like <laughs> if we go back to where those guys were ranked yeah. in the Madden list, holy that's, smokes. That's at least like five overall points. I know. Oh man. Oh man. All right. Well, um, we can talk about the, the, who the top 10 players are uh, next week after we get the final list. But until then uh, we're going to have to stick to making our own lists, uh, which brings us to our power rankings. So Sam, I've got mine. Honestly, I agonized over this list a little bit more than I thought I was going to. Um, but I think I'm fairly happy with what I've got. Before we before we dive into the list, I want to do one thing. I want you to give me one team that is not on your top ten that might surprise people. Um, I do not have the Dallas Cowboys in my top ten. You do not have the Dallas Cowboys in your top ten. Um, okay, so I do not have – and again, so I think um, – I think is that surprising? Do you think that's surprising? I think all you, the lists that we read off the three that we did was that last show. Yeah, that we did that. I think Dallas was in there. All three. Yeah, I think they were. Um, I have them in my top ten, but I, spoiler, I have them at ten. Um, I will say that in. Let me explain this first before you jump on me for this. I think that 8, 9, 10, and 11 are all, like, basically the same. Mm-hmm. I left Miami off the list, but I will say if they – if health isn't a problem for them, I think they're better for sure than my 10, 9, and 8 team. Um, yeah. But – Again, I'm I'm a little I'm I'm just I'm always going to be worried about the health of of Tua, and I know that Tyreek Hill got injured last year as well. If everything goes right for Miami, they're easily better than my ten nine eight, and maybe even my seven team as well. Um, but I'm just I'm not going to put them in the power rankings yet because I'm I really am worried about the health of <laughs> of, of Tua. Um, so I left Miami off the list, but I wanted to to put that out there because I wanted to make the acknowledgement that I understand that on paper, Miami looks like a freaking juggernaut. Um, and if it goes right, then, I mean, they could easily be, you know, in the AFC championship game. So um, I hope it happens for him. I mean, I'd love to see Tua play well and stay healthy all year. I think that's what we're all rooting for, but um, I just can't bank on it right now. So, um, all that's right. fair. I think you could say that about a couple teams, though. Health being a, a major factor. For sure. Well, For health sure. in their quarterback position specifically, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right, so um, let's start from the bottom. Uh, we'll do we'll, – um, do you want to go reveal the first five or go one at a time? Um, we can go first five. All right, first five. Go ahead. Um, so I – and again, this was tough. I think we, we were in a nice position last week where we could just critique and it was like, oh my gosh, they got it so wrong. But once you actually start sitting down to put these teams in an order, it is it's it's tough. tough. And I think the one thing that stuck out to me from when we talked last time was, oh, I, I think I was big on Miami has to be in there for me. I think that was the biggest I think that was the first thing that I jumped at when we read – Gosh, I want to say it was like ESPN's list or something like that. Pro football focus list. Um, so I put Miami at 10. Mm-hmm. Just I, I felt like I needed to get them in there. Honestly, if you would have told me at the start, or if you would have asked me at the start, I would have said they would have been higher. But I didn't feel comfortable putting them above anyone else. Yeah. Um, nine, I have the Chargers. Okay. Eight, I have the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Seven, I have the Jets. Uh-huh. And six, I have the Bills. <laughs> okay. Well, then this isn't going to be all that interesting. Um, 
So I have the Cowboys at 10. Um, I think their roster is outstanding. Um, and again, I think the question mark again is, um, I think it, I think they really have two question marks, honestly. Well, actually <laughs> they don't have Zach Martin in camp right now. That's the biggest question mark for them. They got to get him signed, but Tony Pollard and his health throughout the years going to be, um, something that everybody's going to be paying attention to. Uh, and then, you know, Dak and, you know, Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy being the offensive coordinator, how that's going to all work. <laughs> um, yeah. With all, you know, cause you keep hearing like, Hey, we're going to, we want to run the ball more, but Dak's, you know, more in charge of the offense than ever. So it's like, well, which one is it? I don't like, I, whatever. Um, I also had the chargers at nine. I think the Kellen Moore thing is going to be huge for Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers are going to be really, really good. However, the Jaguars did beat them last year, and they actually got better. The Calvin Ridley thing um, for Trevor Lawrence is going to be, you know, they're hoping that that ends up being, you know, the Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurst, A.J. Brown thing, and it very easily could be. Number seven, I also put the Jets. Uh, And number six, I put the Ravens. Okay. I put the Ravens. Yeah, for me, there was just, like, boundaries for each team. So, like, I couldn't put the Chargers ahead of Jacksonville. Yeah, even, and that was my line, too. <laughs> even though, like, I think the Chargers roster, to me, is a little bit more talented. But Jacksonville beat them. Right, season. and and we talked about it last week. Jacksonville retained the most players out of any team. Yeah, um, and even added with Calvin Ridley. Like, yeah. And I think the Chargers are going to be better. Um, but putting both those teams in the top ten, I think, is warranted enough. Uh, the Jets, I didn't feel comfortable putting them above Buffalo. Because I think mm-hmm. Buffalo – like, the Jets could win that division, but we just really don't Easily. know what that team looks like. And honestly, before this, I had the Jets in at nine. So I have them behind Jacksonville and uh, Los Angeles. But I bumped them up because – I honestly feel like that roster is stacked outside the quarterback position. And then you add hopefully a scorched earth campaign from Aaron Rodgers to that team. And I think they just like, they just should be better than both of those teams. The only question mark is their offensive line. Like that's the thing that I keep hearing from every single source. It's like they're loaded everywhere else, but the offensive line, is a huge, huge question mark. And if you have Aaron Rodgers back there, and you, I mean, he can make a bad offensive line look good. But man, wouldn't it be nice if he had, just, you know, an appropriate amount of time to hang back in the pocket? Um, yeah. And that was really the thing that was kind of the, probably the most stable group for him in Green Bay was that offensive line. Like they had, they had a great offensive line the whole time he was there. Mm hmm. Yeah, I and I'm glad neither one. I'm glad you didn't put the Jets in the top five because we. I think we saw a couple lists that had the Jets at like five and four, and it's like ah, it's a little premature. <laughs> it's a little premature. Well, we had them like one had them at like five, and then another had them at like fifteen, sixteen range, and it's like we yeah. don't really, we don't know what this team's gonna be. I think I'm high on them. You're high on them. We have them mm-hmm. in the same spot. Um, I just think they're too talented. And the really the vibes for them all seem are, to be good. Yeah, it's just so positive yeah. for this team. And momentum is an an in you can't measure momentum. Yeah, but it is definitely something that is prevalent within sports. And I think the Jets 100%. just have so much positive momentum going into mm-hmm. this season. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, hit me with your top five. Um, at five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, four, another AFC North team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Three, I know I was mad that every single list that we read had the San Francisco 49ers at three, but I just I have to put them at three. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I could put them at two. I could be like, oh, well, they're better than Philly because we don't really know if Philly would have beat them if they had actually a quarterback um, for – two quarters, but that you just got to show respect to that Philly team. Um, so Philly at two and then Kansas city, obviously at number one. 
Okay, so, um, so you know what the funny thing is is again, this isn't going to be all that exciting either. Um, I have the Bills at five. I had to put them above the Ravens um, because I just felt better about that. Like they feel more of like the Ravens. I think are a bit of an unknown. New offensive coordinator, Lamar Jackson's back. Odell's there. Zay Flowers. There's a lot of, and their defense got better towards the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. but still they're kind of unknown. I think the bills are a little bit more of a, a safer choice to put a little bit higher. So that's why I felt more comfortable putting them there. I had the 49ers initially at four. Oh, whoa. But four, but Jason, I elected to put them at three and I put Cincinnati at four. Yes, correctly. Uh, I I was a little bit hesitant, and had Why? we had done had we had done this list last week, I don't think I would have done that. However, with the Joe Burrow injury coming up again, all signs seem to be pointing to the fact that it's not serious. And dear God, I hope it's not serious. <laughs> um, I know that my dad absolutely hates the Bengals um, for two reasons. One. They knocked the Raiders out of the playoffs a couple years ago. And well, he's I just going to have to get over that. He's just <laughs> going to have to move past that. <laughs> and two, the first Raider game that he went to at the new stadium with my mom was against the Bengals, and they also won that game. <laughs> so um, he spoiled the, the Bengals spoiled the playoffs, and they spoiled his first game at the new stadium. Um, but gosh dang it, I really like Joe Burrow. <laughs> Um, hell with Burrowhead. It should be Las Vegas. I know. <laughs> um, but I did put the 49ers ahead of the Bengals because also Brock Purdy is healthy. And if and if we're going off of last season, which is really all we have to go off of with Brock Purdy, let's assume he comes out and he's playing exactly the way he was last season. I mean. You you can't look me in the eye and tell me confidently that the 49ers wouldn't have won the game against Philly in the NFC Championship game. Like it, I'm not saying that Philly wouldn't have won, but I'm also not saying that the 49ers wouldn't have either. There's just there's no way that you can say that um, that was a fair game. <laughs> I mean, it's fair from the standpoint of you play who's in front of you, injuries happen, blah, 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 blah. But the 49ers did not have a quarterback out there. And after like the first series, the first yeah, series. Yeah, their roster is just ridiculous. And let's assume that the quarterback position is at least stable for the whole year. I mean, they top to bottom have might have the best roster. I'm, it's 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 insane. And then I have the Eagles at two and the Chiefs at, at one. I hate that I see the Eagles on some list at like four. That like that really pisses me off. Um, they obliterated everybody last year. I know they lost in the Super Bowl, but let's not pretend that they didn't roll through the NFL last season. Um, I think they're getting a little bit disrespected <laughs> on some of these lists. Yeah, I think they were – they just at times looked completely unstoppable. Devonte Smith made that leap to uh, he just looked so much more comfortable that last season than the year before. AJ mm-hmm. Brown slotted in perfectly. He, he five hundred receiver, like he yes. We can't we can't beat around it. He is a, he looked like a top five wide receiver last year. Uh, 100%. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he, he looked like a top four, top four or five <laughs> quarterback. But like, like they they just didn't look like they were rattled. Even no. in the Super Bowl, they looked completely in control, cl- completely within themselves. Um, and that's like very that's completely frustrating when your team is the opposition. It's like playing. Well, it's like uh, the San Antonio Spurs. During yeah. their diet, it's like they're not beating themselves. They are going to be putting themselves in a position to be in every single game because they mm-hmm. just do everything right. And that was Philly last season. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I mean, Jalen Hurts 
you could make the case that he played better than Patrick Mahomes in that game. <laughs> like, he well, he was... I, we're not talking he, blasphemy. We're not talking blasphemy. I, that's, not, that's not a hot take. Um, that was something that was discussed heavily after the Super Bowl. He was absolutely phenomenal in the Super Bowl. He had the one mistake, the one mistake. But other than that, I mean, he was the reason. He was absolutely the reason they were in that game. And, I mean, he's going to be in the top ten list for best players in the league. And he richly deserves to be there. Which, for a guy who a couple of years ago, people were shocked that he even kind of got drafted where he got drafted. It's just awesome. Like, I freaking love Jalen Hurts, and I'm just going to be rooting for him for the rest of his career. Um, his story is just is just amazing. Like, you can't not love Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's crazy that this guy was at Alabama. And they I didn't, know. They didn't know what he – like, they didn't know what they had. Well, you think about the quarterbacks that Alabama's been pumping out recently – between like Mac Jones and Tua and Jalen Hurts and sort of where everybody is, uh, Bryce and I Young. think and Bryce Young, yeah, I was gonna say I'm missing one. Um, like they've just been a, for for a, a, a you know a program that for a while didn't have any like standout standout quarterbacks. Like they had a flurry of them um, for the past couple of years. Yeah, big time. So. Uh, let me go through. I'll go. I'll read my list one more time, and you can read yours. Starting from the bottom, I had the Cowboys at ten, Chargers at nine, Jaguars at eight, Jets seven, Ravens six, and then my top five were Bills, Bengals, Forty ers Eagles, Chiefs. That was my top ten list heading into the season. Yeah, from the from the bottom, I got Miami, Chargers, Jaguars, Jets, Bills. Ravens, Bengals, Niners, Eagles, Chiefs. Um, I had some honorable honorable mentions just outside. Um, I'd probably put Dallas at 11. Mm-hmm. I think Detroit is probably sneaky right behind them at 12. And then Seattle in that 13. Oh, um, that makes me happy that you put Seattle there. It's tough because I don't – like where do you put Minnesota? They I were know. so good last year. Paper Tigers. <laughs> I like everyone that I'm seeing. Honestly, it seems like Green Bay has leapfrogged Minnesota and Detroit in that division, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's so high on Jordan Love, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this roster around him is so talented." Like Green Bay might win ten games this year, and it's like, where? Like how? Where are they getting these wins? Because. <laughs> I don't get how Chicago, everyone's high on Chicago because they, like, I'm getting a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of Justin Fields MVP level next mm-hmm. season. So you got Justin Fields is taking the lead. Uh, Detroit is still a good team. Still got pretty much everyone there. Uh, really like that coaching staff. Really like that culture there. Minnesota, they've lost a couple pieces, but mm-hmm. they have the best quarterback in that division. I think you could still safely say that. And easily the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. Yeah, and they have the the pedigree there. Great coaching staff, Kevin O'Connell in there. Um, So I don't – like, are they just going to beat each other and somehow Green Bay is going to end up winning 10 games and winning that division? I just don't – I don't see how that division plays out. Well, I just don't see how you lose Aaron Rodgers and somehow you're either just as good. Like, you can't lose Aaron Rodgers and be just as good, you know? Well, if less Jordan Field, Jordan Love is that guy, Jordan Fields. I, I combined Justin Fields and <laughs> yeah. Jordan Love. Um, I think, like, Minnesota would have to have a astronomically disappointing season to lose this division. I think this division is theirs for the taking. Easy. They won. They won thirteen games last year. Twelve games yeah. last year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They should. They should run away with that division. And I think you're going to have Chicago and Detroit fighting for a wild card spot. And honestly, I'd be surprised if. I mean, I would be pleasantly surprised. I wouldn't be like, oh man, damn it! Like the Packers are good. Like 
It would be great. I, like, I'm so very much rooting for Jordan Love because of everything that, you know, he, he's gone through since he's been there. I really hope he plays well. Yeah. But, but, but I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, Chicago's definitely going to be better. And Detroit was a machine at the end of last season. So, yep, won a huge run. Yeah, so it just feels natural to keep Green Bay at the bottom right now. I, I, I don't see any reasons to push them past any of the other three teams in that division right now. So. But this is like, this is the most, unless you're a Raiders fan, this is like the best time of the year because every single fan base is like positive and they think this season can be better than the last season, except for the Raiders fans. Except for the Raiders fans. No, this season's not going to – it's just going to be a waste of a year. Like, like I don't – I'm fully expecting McDaniels to be fired by the end of the season and Devontae's going to be gone. I'm not sure if we're going to re-sign Josh. So, yeah, we're, it's, we're heading into um, a dark time, I think, as Raider fans. I'm going to look up Raiders tickets. Maybe uh... – Oh, Raiders Niners are playing a preseason game. There you go. Yeah, you know what? Maybe this is the year to go see them because, you know, tickets probably won't be super expensive because they're going to be bad. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not a bad idea, actually. Not a bad idea. So the Niners are not playing the Raiders during the regular season. Okay. Well, we played you guys last year, so. And who won that game? You guys did. It was close for a little bit, actually. Much closer than I actually, than I had anticipated. <laughs> um, that game was actually um, really exciting. That was um, our backup QB coming in and just having the game of his life. Oh, what I was his name? Because <sighs> he was um, in New England with Josh McDaniels as well. Josh Dagan. It's right on the edge of my tongue. Um, yeah, he played great. Yes. Yes. Um, golly, man. Why? Hang on. We're not. We're not moving off of this until I until I figure this out because it's right on the edge of my tongue and it's. Oh, come on! Why? 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 I'm looking it up right now. This is really pissing me off. Oh, goodness gracious. He's not even on our roster anymore because – all right, I'm just going to look up 49ers Raiders from last year because this is really bothering me. Do you have any guesses? No, I can't I can't even – oh, Jared Stidham. Stidham. Right? Yep, yep, you're 100% right. And he he had 365 yards and three touchdowns. Whew. Lit and then Brock up. Purdy had 284 yards and two touchdowns, and it was 37 to 34. Went into overtime. <sighs> Game of the year last year. <laughs> oh, that was insane. You and I were, I remember you and I were texting a ton during that game. That was just, <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous. I, I, don't, I, kept... I don't think it was a lot of trash talking. It was like, what the heck are we looking at here? <laughs> I know. Oh man, that was so much fun though. I'm glad that that game turned out the way uh, that it did because that just made it infinitely more fun to watch. Because I thought you guys were just gonna pulverize us. Should have, really so, should have. Yeah, you should have. I, I think we should go to the uh, the Chargers Raiders game on the 14th of December. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think that'd be a good time. Absolutely. All right, everybody. We have reached the end of our – we have reached our hour. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Next week, again, going to be a lot of fun. We'll see what's going on with college football by, by that week, see if there's – well, we'll see if the Pac-12 is even still alive at that point. Um, yeah, it's gone. It's done. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a lot more stuff that we got to sort of predict heading into the season. You know, we got dark horse MVP stuff. We got division winners, preseason footballs right around the corner. I mean, we just had the Jets and Browns play. So I guess preseason football really is here. A lot of fun stuff to look forward to. And also, uh, go see the Barbie movie. It was awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll have a uh, hopefully I'll have an Oppenheimer review for you guys, and then we can talk about um, the whole Barbieheimer thing. So. When are you when are you trying to see it? Trying to see it this week. I think I might try to see it on Sunday. Oh, nice, nice. Something yeah, hopefully like you blocked off uh, three and a half hours because my goodness, the movie's long. Yeah, it's hard to plan around it. Oh, I know. It's just <laughs> it's just movies nowadays. They they're getting. Long. Yeah. All right, everybody. Enjoy your week. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all very soon. See ya.